0: It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a It's a I see dead people. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This episode is going to be a bit of a blast from the past for me, because right now, it is the week of Halloween in 2020, and I am bored out of my mind, and I have the house to myself, which means the the sound quality is probably the best it'll ever be. The reason I'm recording is because it is spooky season, and I'm sick of watching horror movies right now. And I want to get spooked in a different way, and I'm feeling productive. So I figured I would hop on and record this episode, I would say, probably two months in advance from when it's going to come out. Um, this should be the first episode of 2021, so I hope everyone is having a wonderful new year, and I hope everyone is still alive after the year that we just had. 2020 was ass. Anyone who uh, thinks that 2020 wasn't ass is in denial. So I am, uh, I'm raising a uh, a bowl. This one is for, uh, all the, all the homies we lost in 2020 and to the, uh, the good luck that we hope to have in 2021. Cheers folks. Let's, uh, smoke it up. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's bring in the new year the only way we know how it is you. It is me. We are alone. I hope you're alone wherever you are. I hope you're you're sitting there. I hope you're not at work. I mean, I I feel bad for you if you're at work. But I hope you're sitting at home. I hope you got a a blunt rolled, a thick thick fucking baby arm full of weed. And I hope you're torching that shit and taking it right to the dome like I am. Because this is Lots of Pasta, episode 193, and I have quite a fucking story planned for tonight. I don't think there's much pageantry that we need to get into. There's nothing I want to fucking talk about right now. I'm sure you hear my ass talk way too much week to week. Let's make this a quick ep. Let's get in there. Get out of there. Talk about that shit. Let's get into it. I've had this story for a little while now. I think I found it on my own while I was looking for singular stories, just kind of scoping uh, what people are interested in. I believe this story had come up on Creepypasta... Uh, the actual wiki and I believe it was a honorary mentioned or perhaps a monthly winner of some kind. I know that no sleep tends to do the whole like monthly and honorary mentions and whatnot, but I do believe that the rating system of creepypastas do, you know, they do mark uh, a superiority of ranking Ah. smoke if you got him i really like we we've been skimping on it i would say 2020 is is the soberest i've been in a while because i couldn't handle that shit any other way so i'm I'm looking to get a lot more stoned in 2021 i want to start it off the right way Uh, i'm gonna tell you readers listeners to just, to just smoke whenever I smoke. Alright, so we're smoking again. This is this is number three, I think. I got a fat bowl packed. And I'm just going to keep torching it. And I don't care how many res hits we're going to have. By the time this story's over, you're going to fucking do it. Or perhaps get some of that fresh baba ganoush right out of that grinder. Pack it in there. Take it. Take it the best way you can. I don't know. Like, if you got a bong, fucking do it. Take it out of the closet. Wipe the ashes out of that bowl. You know, get the cobwebs and the dust out of there. 2020 sucked. We all know it did. You could get your bong back out now, all right? Oh. This story is from Creepypasta, and it is called Feed the Pig. I grabbed this story, like I said, because of some type of ranking that gave it away, some type of popularity that it was mentioned as having. Um, but also that fucking title. Feed the Pig. What the fuck does that mean? Are we on Old McDonald's farm? And is he is he giving me an order, or is this uh, some type of uh, code for for bullshit? You know, like feed the pig is like, uh, am I am I the pig? Are you feeding me? Are you am I in am I in hell or am I captured? And and is this some derogatory statement? I know I didn't lose that much weight in 2020, but you don't have to be so mean. No, you know what? No, fuck it. We're not. We're not starting the story yet. We're gonna. We're gonna take another hit from the bowl. I need you to do it once more with feeling. Here we go. Feed the pig from Creepypasta. Oh I slowly opened my eyes My head was swimming and a dull pain surrounded my throat. I was thirsty. Ooh, I am thirsty ah. that was the first thing I noticed I licked my dry lips as my surroundings faded into focus, my body ached, and I realized it was because I was tightly bound to a metal chair in the middle of an empty room. Yo, I'm I was fucking <laughs> take another fucking hit, guys. I was onto that shit. We're we're captured. We're fucked. I'm not reading this shit sober. The barren concrete walls were stained and dirty, and the floor beneath my bare feet was cold and slightly wet. A single bulb lit the room, dangling from a string on the ceiling. It cast moving shadows, and I blinked back darkness. An open door stood before me, but I couldn't see anything at the wall of a hallway. I tried to clear my head, tried to remember how I got there. I squeezed my eyes shut and forced myself not to panic. I slowed my breathing and focused my thoughts, desperately trying to summon some recollection of why I was here. I couldn't remember anything. I opened my eyes and exhaled, my parched throat throbbing. I could hear sound echoing off the hallway walls outside, screaming, clanging, howling. All very distant, but that did nothing to help calm my nerves. Hello? I cried. The word tearing at my vocal cords. I felt my chest hitch in pain, but I cleared my throat and yelled again, Is anyone there? Hello? The dark hallway remained silent except for the constant echoes. I shut my mouth and tried to wiggle free of my bindings, but the rope was knotted impossibly tight. I fought back against my imagination as it flooded my mind with her- horrific scenarios of what awaited me. If only I could remember. Suddenly, footsteps erupted from outside the door, a rapid patter of small feet. My hopes rose and I trained my attention on the door, praying it was help. And a young boy. Ran into the room, dressed in a red onesie, complete with padded feet. and stretched over his face was a plastic devil mask. The eye holes revealed massive blue eyes that greeted me curiously. Taken aback, I opened my mouth to speak, but that's when I noticed something was off. His eyes were huge, impossibly round, and... Bulging from their sockets. It sent a shiver of unease down my spine, but I shook it off. This child might be able to free me. Hey, I hissed urgently. Hey, hey kid, can you get me out of here? The boy took a step closer, cocking his head, but remaining silent, and I rattled my bound arms against the chair. Cut me free, please. I shouldn't be here. This is some kind of mistake. The boy eyed me behind his strange mask and stopped directly in front of me. He leaned in close and whispered, his voice like wet silk. You did a bad thing confused i shook my head no no this is a mistake i I didn't do anything the boy's enormous blue eyes suddenly filled with sadness oh you did a really really bad thing i shook my head again violently no i'm i'm sorry i i don't remember just please get me out of this chair and suddenly, before either of us could speak again, a man came charging into the room. He was overweight and dressed in overalls, his grizzled face twisted in seething anger. He was holding a sawed-off shotgun in his arms. I, I didn't do anything, I cried. As he advanced on us, my voice cracking, I'm not supposed to be here. The man ignored me and instead grabbed the kid and shoved him against the wall hard. The boy grunted as his back struck the concrete and his eyes rose to meet the grizzled man's. And wordlessly, the man raised his shotgun, placed it against the boy's forehead, and blew his head off. Chunks. Of gore splattered the wall as shock slugged me in the stomach like an iron fist. My ears rang and time seemed to slow as I watched in horror as the headless body crumpled to the ground take a fucking hit for my fallen devil homie. He may have been what appears like a small child, but he could have been... Thirty years old. My breath rushed back into my lungs and time seemed to readjust. Jesus fucking Christ, I screamed, straining against the ropes, my eyes bulging in horrific shock. What the fuck? The man ignored my screams as he bent down and picked up the boy. He slung the ruined corpse over his shoulder and walked out of the doorway. Suddenly, the hallway erupted with malicious laughter, a chorus of voices all howling in glee. And I shut my eyes, the deafening noise and absolute terror filled my every pore. After a few moments, the laughter faded, and I cautiously opened my eyes, unable to believe what I had just witnessed. Hello. I jumped as I realized there was another man standing before me. He was dressed in a simple white button-down shirt and jeans. His brown hair was cut short and he appeared to be in his early thirties. His green eyes were dull and lifeless and his lips pulled down at the corners. What's going on? Where am I? I cried, new fear. Cooling in my stomach like hot blood. The man crossed his arms. So, you're the new one, huh? He shook his head. You people disgust me. Questions bubbled on my lips, but he waved them off with a sharp chop of his hand, slicing the air and demanding my silence. He ran his tongue over his teeth, sneering. You look. Like you've already seen some of the horrors this place holds, huh? Yes, I can tell but look in your eyes. You're terrified You've seen something haven't you? It doesn't seem all that bad now, does it looking back? You've been here five minutes And already you're shitting your pants Where am I? I gasped, unable to hold back any longer. What do you people want? The man crossed his arms behind his back. I bet you want to get out of here, don't you? I bet you'd like to go back to your home, your family, everything. Please, I interrupted. Whatever I, I did to you, I'm, I'm sorry. I really am, but I, I don't remember. The man rolled his eyes. You didn't do anything to me you did it to yourself you really don't remember anything I shook my head and felt tears brimming in my eyes liquid fear and the man looked at me with contempt you waited until your wife left for work and then you went out to the woodshed and hung yourself you're dead The recent memory rose in my mind like a monster from a bog. My eyes went wide, and as much as I wanted to deny it, he was right. I had killed myself. The incident tore through my brain like a bullet train and left me reeling. I'm Danny, by the way, the man said, ignoring the shocked look on my face. And I'm number two. Here. I run the orientation process. I want to make this quick because I'm tired of repeating this fucking thing to you pathetic suicidals. You get one question before I begin. He stared down at me and I scrambled to organize my thoughts into something cohesive. This was all so horrifying. Why had I killed myself? I fought against the fog and panic and the mists of confusion slowly began to lift. I had just lost my job. Yes, that was the start. I squeezed my eyes shut and forced more of the memory to emerge. I had lost my job and I was about to lose the house. My wife, Tess, she found out and was going to leave me. I didn't have any way out i didn't have any options trump was elected and running for office again oh no i hope he's still not fucking president right now it's october and i I just i i really hope that oh god dear god this is not gonna age well is it starting to sound like pandemic times a little bit jobless wife leaving you <laughs> thinking about killing yourself okay maybe too much info there I didn't have any way out didn't have any options getting fired had come out of the blue when I didn't have much in savings I was broke soon to be homeless and my wife hated me for it there was something else yes that's right she had been cheating on me I had seen texts on her phone while she slept one night and confirmed my suspicions my life had degraded to shit and I had run out of options humiliated and ashamed I had decided death was my only option hey fucker do you have any questions or not Danny said, snapping his fingers in front of my face. I was sucked back into reality, and I asked the only question that mattered. Is this hell? Danny snorted. That's always what you people ask. He began to pace back and forth in front of me. No. No, this is not hell. It's not heaven either. This is the black farm. And no, I didn't name it that. This is where God sends the souls who have ended their own life. Suicidals. You see, he doesn't really know what to do with you and neither does the devil there are genuinely good people here who have killed themselves it seems cruel to banish them to hell for an eternity for a moment of weakness right right personally i think god and the devil were just tired of arguing about it and so they send them here to the black farm did did god create this place i asked growing more and more confused and danny spit on the floor chuckling sure at some point but he lost control of it when he put the pig in charge what's the pig i asked unsure uh, if i wanted to know the answer danny held up a hand annoyed can i fucking finish god created this place eons ago the pig is put in charge and then forgot about it for a while. Well, when his back was turned, the pig decided to use his new powers to try and create his own little world. The mess you see around you is the fractured remains of that little experiment. The black farm used to be a lot nicer But the pig wanted things to be different. He wanted to create his own vision. These people you see, these monsters, they are the pig's attempts at creating functioning life. Instead of mirroring God's earth, these mutated, horrible creations are full of sin and hatred. They run rampant here, unabashed. This place is chaos The Black Farm is a circus of freaks and monsters And it's your eternity Fear boiled in my gut like thick oil No, 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 this couldn't be my end I didn't believe in stuff like this This wasn't real I would wake up soon and realize I was just having a nightmare That had to be it Danny stood before me and lightly slapped my face. Hey, 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 don't go into hysterics on me. I haven't finished yet. I raised my teary eyes to meet his. Danny smiled. You can always feed the pig. Yeah, we got to take a hit. He uh, he did a title drop. That's a, ti- that's a title drop. It's a title drop, everyone. Gotta fucking get fucked up. Did the title drop. Oh, we're moving into rest territory and I forgot my grinder in the other room. Oh, fuck. Oh, feed the pig, baby. My breath pushed from my lungs like burning steam. What does that mean? Danny spread his hands, still smiling. It's as simple as that. Feed the pig. If you do so, there's a chance he'll send you back to your life. And and what happens if it doesn't? I bumbled. Oh, you get sent to hell. So, flip a coin if you have one, stay here with us, or feed the pig. If you choose to stay, I'll let you go, I'll let you go out there, he said, pointing towards the door. But let me assure you what awaits you at the end of that hallway, well, let's just say that much, uh, let's just say that hell isn't that much worse. I swallowed hard, trying my best to digest everything. Why wouldn't I try feeding the pig, whatever that meant? If there was even a sliver of hope, I I had to take it. An eternity in this place, the black farm, be sent to hell or, or feed the pig, I would do anything for a chance to go back. This nightmare made my problems seem like nothing in comparison. Danny raised a hand before I could speak. I'll let you think on that for a while. I'll be back later. I-, I, I, want to, I want to feed the pig. I cried, not wanting to spend another second in this awful room. I could hear a woman screaming down the hallway. Her cries raised as something meaty pounded into her. My breath came in sharp pulls and my throat burned and Danny noticed the noise and grinned. Sounds pretty bad, huh? He said softly as the woman's voice creaked with agony. Something was slamming into her, the sound of beaten flesh igniting my imagination with horrors. Please. I gasped, breathless, just... Just let me feed the pig. I don't want to stay here any longer. Danny turned away from me. I'll be back later. Enjoy your time alone. Really think about your situation. Weigh your options. And remember, you put yourself here. And with that, he was gone, leaving me in the dim room. Tears streamed down my face. The woman didn't stop screaming for hours. And with that note, I'm gonna go get some more weed. Oh, It's just like, like mentally, you know, like I'm sitting here, I'm packing my bowl. I'm just like telling myself, you know, like if we're going to hell right now, I'd much rather go there like stoned Cause, uh, oh man, this suicide shit, that's, uh, ooh, it's hitting a little close to the, close to home there. This one's for the chick getting raped by, uh, by something else in that hallway there. Whatever that, they don't want to come out and say it. They don't want to say it, but, uh, you know, oh wow, this story's fucked. At some point, I fell into a semi-sleep. The darkness in the room seemed to press in on me, and my eyes fluttered shut. My body ached, and my throat was a halo of fire. Thirst raked at my windpipe like sharp glass, and my lips felt like crumbled paper. My head thundered like a drum, the room swam in and out of focus and my mind drifted towards the horrific sounds that never seemed to end. I was lost in a haze, unaware that something was sliding into the room, until I felt a sharp prick on my big toe. I jolted out of my daze and my bare foot ignited with pain. And I screamed and tried to move, but my bindings held me tight And the room. Rushed back into focus, and I blinked in agony as I felt blood trickle between my toes, and I looked down for the source of pain, and I felt the scream claw up my throat. Staring up at me was an armless man. He slithered on the floor like a worm. His bald head, scabbed and filthy, his legs were wrapped together in barbed wire, forcing him to wriggle his body to move, and his eyes were lidless and wide, two bloodshot white orbs that stared up at me with hungry intensity. His teeth had been removed and replaced with long screws which jutted from his bleeding gums like a broken rock formation. This guy writes like Clive Barker on crack. Jesus Christ, I'm reading like Silent Hill fan fiction here, like this is Pinhead and the Nurse fucking. Around his neck was a chain leash, which I followed across the floor to the open door and the end of the leash was held by a tall, naked man. His body was hairless and flabby, covered in similar scabs like his pet. A dirty bag was pulled over his head that hid his features except for a single red eye that peeked out at me from a crude cut in the cloth. He stared at me and groped his engorged penis, his breath heavy and labored. As the armless man wriggled towards me again, his master started to masturbate. Oh, great. I screamed as the screw-filled mouth bit at me again, and my cries seemed to stimulate the naked man even more. Get off of me! Stop it! Stop! I screamed, horrified. I tried to kick at the man, doing my best to avoid his sharp metal teeth. I brought my heel down on his head as he screamed and his face bounced off the floor. A moan of pleasure escaped the bagged man's mouth and I turned away as a mist of black sprayed out onto the floor. There was a rattle of chains and I turned back to see the two of them leaving. The armless man dragged by his neck out the door. I looked at where the backed man had ejaculated and saw a puddle of dead ants, and I vomited onto myself, thick, chunky curtains of bile and slime. Get me out of here! I screamed, strands of puke running down my chin. (laughs) I don't belong here! I listened to the two men retreat down the hallway, the clank of chains, accompanied by the sound of flesh being dragged across the concrete. I screamed again, but I knew no one was going to help me. I spit a wad of phlegm and bile onto the floor, ridding my mouth of its sourness, and I forced myself to calm down. It wasn't easy. After some time, I heard someone else approaching. I had been in a miserable lull in my mind a blank canvas of dark despair but the noise roused me from my trance-like state. The muscles in my arms burned from being restrained for so long and I shifted them desperately trying my best to prepare myself for whatever horror was about to walk through the doorway. Footsteps drew closer and then a woman walked into the room. She stopped at the doorway and looked at me one of her eyes was missing in a dark, cavernous hole in her skull. Her hair was ratty and wild, a brown tangle like a forgotten nest, and her skin was pale and filthy, and she was dressed in rags. I couldn't tell how old she was, but there was a maturity in her one good eye. Still thinking? She asked, her voice coarse and brittle, what she took a step closer are you still deciding whether you're going to feed the pig or not i looked at her cautiously yeah i am who are you what what do you want well i was once where you are now she said trying to decide my fate i i couldn't believe that this was what happened what happened after we died it wasn't what I was taught. Religion didn't warn me about this place. I tested my bindings again before asking, you killed yourself too. You're, you're a person like me. You're not one of those, those creations. She snorted, breaks my heart, you have to ask though. She touched her hole where the eye should have been. Though I can understand your caution, yeah. I'm a suicidal. I've been here a long, long time. But that was my choice, and I decided to chance it here. I motioned with my head towards the door. What's out there? What? What is all this? She exhaled heavily and leaned against the wall. I can't even begin to describe this place. It's... It's like nothing you've ever seen. You walk down that hallway and you go out into it and she swallowed. You have to you have to see it to understand it. How bad is it? Why why are all the why are all these mutated people hurting and killing each other, I asked. She let her head loll back against the wall. It would take years for you to fully understand this place, years you don't have. Right now, you have to make a decision. Stay or feed the pig. They tell me hell is worse than here, but it can't be by much. Monsters and suicidals roam the black farm, killing, raping, brutalizing, and then you wake up and wonder how long you can survive before someone else kills you. It's an It's an endless cycle. So why did you stay? I pressed, why didn't you feed the pig? I don't even know what that means, but I wouldn't... I would do anything for a chance to go back. I can't stay here. I I just can't. She smiled sadly at me. Why? Why did I choose this? It's simple, really. I'm a coward. I was a coward when I was alive, and I'm a coward in death, and when it came down to it, when the moment presented itself, I chose to stay here, I I didn't know what awaited me outside. It boiled down to a simple choice fueled by my own fear. What is the pig? What does it do to you? I pressed, and she suddenly turned to go. I'm afraid that's for you to find out, but let me warn you think hard Before you make your decision Sometimes suffering through your fear is better than suffering for eternity Be brave What do I do? I yelled Shaking in my chair as she walked out of the door and she paused and took one last look over her shoulder Her eyes darted around, and she dropped her voice to a whisper. Feed the pig. And with that, she was gone. Okay, so that's kind of like a clue, you know, um... I don't know, hell is what you make it, right? So, I mean, if you... If you're living, like, every day in fear, and you're being raped and killed, and, you know, all this other stuff is happening anyway, then I, like... Like, that is hell, you know? It can only get worse. <laughs> it can only get worse. So if you have like one chance to get it better, you know, you gotta take that chance. At least that's that's how I would assume this situation. I think this is this is almost a um, this is like the morality trolley argument. It's like, do you double down on your suffering in order to take one chance at redemption, or or just paradise? You know, just something else that isn't. Awful, awful, or or do you, uh, man? Do you double down Hellraiser style and just accept that, like, you know, you're gonna walk around for the rest of your life with a bunch of pins in your head, coming on, coming with puddles of ants? (laughs) I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. There's there's something about the way this is written that is it's so reminiscent of all of the things i i both like and hate about like horror and, and clive barker and shit it's the idea that like uh hell is so beautifully fucked up but at the same time there isn't quite like a reason why you know it's just because it's like uh I don't. I don't think the devil is sitting there going like, "Oh yeah, you know what we should do? We should rip out her eye and fuck up her hair." Like I don't. I don't think that's like, you know, what whatever's happening at this black farm. It's it's something unknown, and I think that's why I hate it because I I want to understand it, but there is no real rhyme or reason. It all just comes down to like, you know, hell. Like what do you interpret hell as? You know what what is that? Is there... Are you sadomasochistic enough to to get behind it? I sat in silence once again. My mind was spinning, desperately turning over my options. I still couldn't fully understand the situation I was in. It was too much. It was too overwhelming. The other side of death wasn't supposed to be like this. I didn't know what I had expected, but it wasn't this nightmare. Questions crashed over my mind like cold waves onto a sinking ship how was i supposed to make a choice when i didn't even know what my actions entailed this place the black farm i couldn't stay here but what if i went to hell what if i didn't get sent back i i would be out of the fire and into the frying pan my existence would be forever damned to unending misery here though here there are people like me, suicidals, it it wasn't all monsters and mutilated murderers. Maybe I could hole up somewhere with them and try to scrape together a possible existence? Surely that would be better than getting sent to hell. No. No, this wasn't going to be how I spent my eternity. I refused to let it be. If there was even the slightest sliver of hope, I would take it. I didn't want to wonder what could have been. I didn't want to be tormented by doubt. I would feed the pig and accept whatever fate chose for me. When I boiled it down, that was the only option I had left. I had... uh, I would feed the pig. Hey! uh, Hello? Danny! I yelled rattling in my chair. I've made I've made my de- my decision, Danny. And after a couple seconds I heard footsteps echo down the hall towards me. Danny walked through the doorway, an annoyed look on his face. I've made my choice, I said. I'm going to feed the pig. Sounds like you've really thought a lot about it since I left you, Danny said sarcastically. I licked my lips. You'd do the same thing if you were in my place. Danny walked behind me. I was in your place once, and I chose differently. My eyes widened, and then Danny wrapped my entire head with a strip of thin cloth binding me, and I sucked in as much air as I could, but each lungful felt empty, and I felt... Danny cut me free from the chair and my body sighed as my stiff muscles were released. I rolled my shoulders as my hands were released and I moaned with relief. I dug my fingers into my back and I stretched my bones, creaking. Keep her blindfold on and follow me, Danny said, pulling me up. My legs shook as I put weight on them, my thighs trembling after their long, cemented position, and I groped blindly in front of me and found Danny's shoulder. I rested my hand on it as he walked us out of the room. As we entered the hallway, I could suddenly hear sound I hadn't before, the clank of metal, a long, fleshy, tearing noise, something vomiting these sounds sprang to life in my ears painting the darkness before my eyes with imaginary scenes of horror and I gripped Danny's shoulder tighter stumbling behind him my heart thundering I heard something trailing behind us but Danny didn't seem to notice or if he did, he didn't care flesh slapped the concrete mere inches behind me and I suddenly felt hot breath on my neck and the click of wet tongue against gums. My breathing became even more labored as fear choked me. Going to feed the piggy, are ya? Something whispered in my ear. I felt something press against the back of my head, and I tried not to think about what it might be. It was wet and slimy, and I heard the thing chuckle. (laughs) He's an hungry piggy. You make sure he gets his meal now. The thing whispered again, its voice low and unlike anything I had heard before. It was like a series of grunts and moans mumbled together to form broken words. To my relief, I heard the thing retreat back to wherever it had come from, and I continued to follow Danny. He remained silent as we walked, and I could feel shifts in the air. The thick heat gave way to a cooler, almost pleasant temperature, but then I could... It kept decreasing, and and soon I was shivering violently against the cold. I couldn't see anything, but I felt a breeze on my face like we were outside. I didn't hear Danny open any doors, but nothing about this place was natural. It was like reality blurred and bled into itself, like reels of film melting together, teeth chattering. I was suddenly blasted with intense heat, and I gasped. My feet tripped over themselves as the terrain changed, and I was suddenly walking on what felt like warm iron. My ears were filled with the sound of blazing furnaces and the clash of working machinery. I couldn't see it, but it felt like there was a vast open expanse overhead. I smelled ash and tasted dirt on my tongue, sweat already forming along my spine. Suddenly I crashed into Danny as he came to a halt, and I backed up a few paces quickly and muttered my apologies. I could hear movement in front of us, a rustle of chains and an odd clinking sound of metal on the floor. Something else, something too snorting. And then the room filled with a deafening sound of an immense pig squealing. I covered my ears, head split. At the high-pitched wail, I gripped my teeth as the noise echoed off the metal and faded into the series of snorts and grunts, and it sounded absolutely enormous. I've brought another one, Danny announced a slight tinge of respect lining his voice. He wants to feed the pig. I waited expecting to hear some answer, the cloth around my eyes sealing my sight to darkness and I realized my knees were shaking and my back was coated in sweat. I was terrified. If that is what you wish, Danny said and I felt him bow under my hand. Apparently some unseen conversation had just happened and Danny took my wrist and pushed me forward. Approach the pig, he instructed. And my whole body trembled and my knees locked into place, robbed from sight. I raised my hands, trying to get my bearings, the heat and ash filling my head with nausea. I felt like I was going to throw up, my stomach rolling like a dead sea. I didn't... Know where I was or what horror lay before me. I felt lost and tiny a fresh Splash of tears dripping from my eyes and soaking into the cloth around my face Please please I begged Let me see what's happening Danny was suddenly behind me pushing me forward He guided my hands towards something as we stepped together in unison even with the cloth round my face, I could see a giant mass of towering darkness before me. It was a spot of black on an already darkened canvas. As we walked forward, I was suddenly assaulted by a horrendous smell, and I gagged, turning away, but Danny's grip tightened and forced me to continue. I could sense something just in front of me, a living, shifting mass of flesh. The smell increased to a wretched level, and I gagged again, and then hot air was being blown on my face, a blast of heat that came in repeated short bursts. I vomited into my cloth, the source of the smell stemming from the hot air and I choked as the bile gushed over the fabric, soaking it and momentarily cutting off my oxygen. Danny slapped my hands away and I took a few seconds to steady my breathing again. I was openly crying now, fear and misery collapsing my willpower, the wet cloth stunk As I sucked in, soggy breaths, my own stomach acid coated my skin, and I begged for all of this to be over. And then something squealed directly in front of me. I felt my bladder go. I was standing before the pig. It was the source of darkness in my obscured vision, a fat titanic creature that filled my senses with every breath it blew into my face. Danny raised my hands and suddenly I was touching the pig's snout. I recoiled immediately, but Danny forced his hands back. But Danny forced my hands back. Its fur was stiff and brittle and my shaking hands explored Up its nose, the size of the animal became clear to me. It was gigantic and had weight over a ton. Its flesh wiggled under my sweating hands and it opened its mouth slightly. My fingers curled and around the teeth the size of kitchen knives. And I realized its mouth was absolutely cavernous pig squealed again and I heard its hooves clack against the ground and it sounded like thunder rolling across an open field in the middle of summer. Take the blindfold off, please, I begged, my legs turning to jelly and Danny had taken a few steps back and I heard reference in his voice. You don't want to do that. I jumped As the pig nudged me with its nose, the wet circle of flesh squishing against the length of my face, and I shuddered away, raising my hands and emitting a cry of fear. Feed the pig, Danny instructed his voice like cold steel. Now you made your choice. Now live with it. It's the only chance you have of going back. Or maybe the pig won't like how you taste and send you to hell. Only one way to find out. My eyes widened behind the vomit-soaked cloth. Won't like how I taste. Climb into its mouth. My bladder let go again and I felt warm piss run down my leg. No, no, no. You can't mean... Danny's voice hardened. Climb into its mouth and don't stop crawling forward until it's done with you. Please, I begged towards Danny's voice, reaching out blindly. Please, there has to be some other way. Don't make me do this. I was a mess of snot and tears, my words bumbling from my mouth like a toddler. Danny stepped forward and spun me back to face the pig. Do it! You made your choice. It will all be over soon. This is your only chance. Do it. Do it. Now. Now. Do it. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Take a hit for Emperor Palpatine. Do it. Do it. I could feel the pig breathing onto my face, its snout mere inches from mine. The smell and heat it emitted made me want to vomit again, but I held it back. This was insane. This wasn't happening. My mind spun and twisted in chaos and fear. There had to be some other way. I couldn't do this. I could not do this. And suddenly I remember the words of the woman Sometimes suffering through your fear is better than suffering for eternity. Be brave. This was my only chance to get back to the world of the living. I hadn't made such a terrible mistake in killing myself. If I could go back and change my life, I wouldn't have to spend an eternity here. I could change my ways. I... I could ensure a spot somewhere else, somewhere away from the pig. But what if it decided to send me to hell? How much more suffering could I endure? I had to take the chance. Please, God, I whispered, taking a step forward. If you can hear me, please have mercy on me. My shaking hands reached out for the pig, and I grasped its thick fur. I felt it slowly lower its head and open its mouth. It was waiting for me. Its thick, hot breath stinking in my nostrils. This was it. No turning back now. I slowly gripped its teeth and pulled myself forward into its jaws. Its head was at a downward angle, and so immediately I fell onto my stomach at a 45 degree angle. Its wet tongue squished under me, and I was shaking so hard I could barely breathe. Tears soaked my blindfold, and my heart crunched against my ribs. I slowly reached forward and found another tooth to grab onto. Gritting my teeth, I pulled my body inward past my knees, and the pig raised its head, and suddenly I was completely horizontal on its tongue. Saliva and mucus dripped around me, and the heat was so intense I almost blacked out. My knees clacked against its front teeth as I pulled myself even deeper, its inner cheeks pressed in around me, squeezing my body like a soaking, fleshy coffin. Crying, terrified, I reached ahead of me and found more teeth. I pulled myself deeper into its mouth, and I felt my feet slide past its lips. My whole body was coated in slime, and I openly wept, grasping into the darkness for another tooth. And that's when the pig started to chew on me. Yep, um, yep, so we're now, we, we are, we've, okay, so... Uh, you know, I didn't think I'd ever have to say this again in my entire fucking life or on this fucking podcast again, but here we are here. We're doing it again. I, what's with vor? I don't get it. I don't want to get it. I don't want to understand anything about it, and I'm alone. I don't even have anyone to experience it with. I'm uncomfortable. Oh, I don't need to know what it feels like to be eaten by big old pig. Uh, take a hit. I screamed in crushing agony as my body was compressed between its massive teeth, and I heard my legs snap instantly and felt wet bone pop from my skin. I shook violently as my body spasmed in shock, a mangled twist of blood and pain. Its tongue shifted me in its mouth, and I felt it bite down on my shoulder, and my eyes Bulged in their sockets as I howled, a hot pillar crunching down on my collarbone. I threw up violently, unable to control myself, the pain overwhelming. Keep crawling screaming bloodshot eyes rolling wildly i reached forward with my good arm wetly searching for another tooth and i gritted my teeth blood squirting between them as my fingers wrapped around something solid the pig bit down again its tongue twisting my body so its molars could snap down on my knees the pain brought darkness but my howling screams forced my eyes to remain open Jesus, make it stop! I bellowed, my trembling hand still gripping the tooth ahead of me. Please make it fucking stop! I ground my teeth together so hard they cracked, screaming as I slowly pulled my body deeper into the mouth. Something was changing. The tight walls of its throat squeezed my head and I realized I was almost through. Come on, you motherfucker! Come on! I begged, vocal cords cracking. I reached ahead of me and grabbed onto a thick wad of flesh. My head felt like it was splitting and the pig bit down on me again and I gasped, blood exploding from my mouth in a great gush of red. It pierced through my stomach, obliterating my insides like bloated noodles. Darkness rushed in on me and I was in too much shock to even scream. With the last of my strength, right as the blackness took me, I pulled myself forward one last time and felt myself slide down its throat. Darkness. Falling. Screaming. I was screaming. Heat. Heat. So intense, I thought I would melt. Clanging. Something was hammering on metal. Colors and images flew past me so quickly. I could only make out their shape and blood poured into my eyes I felt like I would keep falling forever Suddenly my eyes snapped open and I was falling my breath rushing back into my lungs in a great wave of purity My face bounced off wood floor and I cried out as I felt my nose break I tasted blood and I saw stars. I had stopped falling there was a ring of burning fire around my throat and I felt impossibly thirsty I was lying on the floor I slowly opened my eyes and the darkness began to fade like morning mist under a hot sun colors blended together and shapes came into focus I was in my work shed I reached up around my throat and grasped at the source of heat. It was the rope I had hung myself with. But now it was severed, releasing me from the grip of death. Relief rolled over me in overwhelming waves of thanks. I curled up on the floor and sobbed tears dripping from my eyes onto the floor, my body shook unbroken as I wept wet hoarse cries rising from my quivering lips I had been spared I was alive again from my spot on the floor I turned my eyes upward, my voice cracking thank you God oh thank you I fell into another fit of uncontrollable sobbing. I promise I won't waste my life again. I promise I'll make things right. I'll fix everything. I don't know how long it was before I got up. Time seemed to stretch. For eternity, my mind refused to rebuild the horrors of what I had just witnessed crushing me but I knew I would do everything I could to make the most out of my life. I was going to live every day to the fullest. I would devote myself to helping others in dark times. I would reach out to as many suicidals as I could and try to save them from what awaited on the other side. I didn't want anyone to have to witness the horrors of suicide. I didn't want anyone else to have to feed the pig wow that story was arguably too much (laughs) my 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 immediate reaction is very positive but i am also like jesus h fuck have have anyone has anyone ever watched attack on titan and just wondered what any of those people feel like as they're being devoured? Cause I haven't. I don't want to think about that. Oh shit! So, if you try to kill yourself, you will reach a spot in your soul where you have the chance to double down and die, uh, and go to hell, which I imagine is the the worldscape that those people are in you know i think the pig is a test i think the pig is a test for people to see if they really want to kill themselves if they really you know if there is a cliff and they have to take a step do you take the step and accept your death i think the pig is a test for those who regret it almost immediately And then they get that second chance. They get that second wind to be able to come back. But they have to commit entirely. If you don't commit entirely, you do get stuck there. You do realize it's hell. I have a feeling the reason the girl, like, whispered, like, feed the pig, I think it's because you make your own hell by living there. You double down and you die, and that becomes your afterlife. An eternity of suffering is still an eternity of suffering. They might not call it hell, but that's what it is. So, your only other option, you know, if you are regretting your actions, is to turn around, and try to quote unquote do anything, you know, feed the pig, to get out of there. And I think you know, it's a vor version of Dante's Inferno. Sure, um, the the guy, you know, the, the, whoever wrote this, first off, Jesus Christ Almighty you you are definitely a fan of Clive Barker and you are definitely a fan of uh like silent hill esque horror imagery <laughs> like you probably listen to a lot of metal <laughs> like i just that's the stereotype is there um i don't know if i'd ever illustrate hell that you know Easily, I, I, the, 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 level of which the writing was able to just get away with describing several small things and make me immediately uncomfortable. I, it's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful writing. Um, that story was really good. Uh, honestly, you know, uh, fun fact. I think the reason I read this story might've been because of Jamie, just a shout out to Star. Um, I think you gave me The Porn Fields of Cog 7, which I'm going to read with Where Am I in a couple episodes from now. I think that, I think the same writer, I think the Black Farm exists in the same area as the quote unquote Porn Fields of Cog 7. I have no idea what those are, but I do believe we've had a conversation about it. I think you told me to read Feed the Pig. And I think I was just too stoned to write it down. This was a really good story. This was a wonderful story. It did make me uncomfortable because of my mental instability. I have been at weaker points in my life. That's that's no uh, surprise, I think, to anyone who listens to this show. I think I've vaguely talked about it before. Um there have been times where I've definitely, you know, been at that cliff that I mentioned, you know, like I think we all in our lives do kind of get to that point at one point or another and I'm I'm happy I did when I did cuz I'm still here, you know, like I was surrounded by the right people at the right time to to get through my shit and, you know, happily still be here. So, you know, I think I think feed the pig is like the first step in a long list of steps in, like, mental health stories I want to read. You know, I've, I've had a list for a while of, like, mental health-related stories. They deal with, like, mental illnesses and suicide and medication and, you know, just this and that and the other thing. Just if their title even vaguely deals with anything in that field, you know... I've cataloged it in a separate file and I think feed the pig is finally like the push I needed to kind of get into those types of scary stories to get into the more, I would say, uh, mentally scarring territory. (laughs) Um, it's tough. Uh, it's, it's tough for me to, to fully talk about in specificity, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm an open book for anyone who wants to, you know, anyone who needs to talk to anyone, anyone who needs help with anything. Like I am an advocate for people calling like suicide hotlines. Like if you are ever in a bad place, like I am the person who wants to be there for people who have been through what I've been through, you know, um, always promote that shit. Always promote love and, and, having an ear and being willing to listen and and sometimes it you know most people think that you need to have advice in order to to be there for someone because you may not have experienced what they're experiencing um you don't it doesn't take a master class empath to to talk someone off a ledge you literally just need ears um and and i would say a good heart And I know that, you know, there are a lot of good people out there and I think that, you know, life is fucking tough. Like I just said, like 2020 sucked ass. I'm sure, you know, a lot of us saw some life ending shit, but life, you know, it still goes on. We are still here and we have to make the best of it. And I think this episode is the perfect first step into 2021. As taking back your life taking control of your life pushing those boundaries you doing you and, and loving it you know I think that's that's the message that this story ends up with you know live your life because if you don't you might end up going to hell and being asked if you want to feed a large uh, farmhouse Charlotte's Web motherfucker anyway, take another fucking hit this was lots of pasta episode 193 with me your captain el capitan muerte captain death signing off have a good year ladies and gents we'll be here every step of the way to help you through it I wait till the days end to land until we stand stand at the shore